Welcome to the EchoCast. I am Bond, and this is a podcast about video game news, speculation, reviews, whatever else I feel like talking about. This week, we'll chat about the E3 missing the big three. A litany of games as a service games shutting down. A Titanfall single player game canceled and much more. A few things before we get started. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're on Spotify or iTunes, please leave a review. Do it right now. I know how many reviews there are. There better be at least five more reviews. Okay, now that you've done that, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment with your thoughts below, or just say hi. A huge thanks to supporter-level patrons PK, The Dawn, and Cage Nephilim, and a special thanks to producer-level patron Hassan. If you're interested in supporting this podcast and getting free, uh, ad-free episodes, please check out patreon.com slash bonddiesel. You can get that for as little as one dollar. Gaming news. So let's dive into it. Lots of small stories this week. So we'll see how long this uh, this episode lasts. Uh, E3 is not getting the big three. Um, there isn't a ton to talk about here. Um, it basically is that Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox are not going to be at E3 this year, um, which has been confirmed by various sources uh in in various uh, articles and stuff like that um the, the part of it that you haven't heard talked about as much is that it sounds like i think everyone besides ea will be there so you're talking like ubisoft capcom konami um square enix you know all like so i guess i just want to like initially dispel that like I've seen a lot of like doom and gloom about this because people hate E3. I, I don't know when it happened, but it did. And now everyone wants E3 to suck and and, and that's a bummer. Um, but so I went to E3 in 2018. Uh, I went, I was sponsored by Ubisoft. I was there as a star player um, for the division. Um, it was for the reveal of division two, which was really, really cool, admittedly. Um, and here's a few things about that. Those conferences are amazing. The Ubisoft conference was so cool. The, uh, I, I imagine the Xbox conference across the street and all these different conferences are amazing, right? The show floor kind of sucks. And I don't think that that's like a, a oh, E3 sucks now thing. Um, I think it's just the way it is. Um, I think E3 is one of those things that many of us always imagined going to and never um, was able to actually do it. And so we have all of these, you know, these, these, these hopes and dreams and aspirations for what E3 would be. Um, and it, it maybe didn't live up to that, at least not for me. Right. I... I, I don't think people should be as doom and gloom as they are. I, I think some of the journalists and content creators I've seen really dogging on E3 for not having the big three um, were people who were maybe part of the ESA, which who owns E3, um, the ESA leak of all of their info, like their phone numbers, addresses, full names, 
obviously, you know, pretty understandable to be um, beefing about that. Um, but it also kind of seems like it's just uh, they know the people who listen to the videos and podcasts will like like get all hyped about them ripping on E3. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that frustrates me is how a lot of the people ripping on E3 have just been like slobbering over Jeff Keighley and the Summer Game Fest while kind of not acknowledging that the Summer Game Fest in 2022 was abysmal. It was like three hours long. It had like one or two interesting announcements and it just wasn't good. It, it was bad. Um, Keeley has a really bad habit of making these shows about him finding a famous person to come on because he wants the clout um, about having a ton of ads and paid things um, last year famously either at Gamescom or um, his SGF I can't remember Glenn Schofield who went on to release the Callisto Protocol like literally groveled to Jeff Keeley. And so while everyone is like saying E3 is dead and SGF is taking over, I I think like Jeff Keighley's vanity could end up making that not actually happen. Um, I think worst case scenario for E3, it just stays kind of irrelevant. Um, and Keeley never really reaches the heights of E3. Um, I think best case scenario, they both do well, which is my preference. Um, a... a a, a, part, a time in the industry where like SGF and E3 could push each other to be better would be ideal. Um, anytime there's one top dog in the industry, they tend to get lazy and not do well, which is what you saw with E3 for the most part. Um, and then obviously COVID and lots of other issues uh, sink that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just like I don't think them missing out on the big three is that big of a deal. In the final few years of E3 before COVID, um, Xbox and Sony weren't in there anyways, and Nintendo was, but not with that big of a presence. And so, you know, E3 is a coming together of people. E3 is a place where third parties can really have their chance. Um, I really think there's been a lot of discounting how important third parties are in the industry and how in a lot of ways you know like they sell more they're they're typically better known than the the first party games so yeah you're missing out on those big announcements from xbox and sony and nintendo i guess but you're also still going to get the information and the demos and stuff from the the biggest publishers and developers in the world right so I just I, I don't see it. I, I think the new E3 is going to be great. It's being done by a new company. The ESA basically has nothing to do with it. They're just letting um, in the company who is doing it um, has done packs, which people seem to universally enjoy. Um, you know, they, they have a few days specifically for journalists and creators that's in a whole separate part of the building. And then they have a few days just for fans, which is a different part of the building like so it's so funny that like a lot of these especially podcasters especially these bigger names in the industry for years i've listened to them saying e3 really needs to give more time to the journalist and the creators to allow time for that uh, mixing together and, and melding of minds 
and um, allowing them to have their own space to do what they need to do and still cater to the fans. Um, and, and that's what they're doing. They're changing things up. And now you have all these journalists and stuff being like, well, it's not going to be as good as it used to be when they used to complain how it used to be. So it, it's it's pretty frustrating for me, if I have to be honest, and you can probably tell they um, are just being kind of hypocritical, I think, um, and, 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 and essentially vaguely wishing for it to fail, which sucks. Like, we shouldn't want that. We should want it to do well. At least I do. So that's where I stand. I'm excited for E3. I, I believe it's going to be E3 and then like the following week, SGF. Um, I don't think SGF is going to get Nintendo and Sony and Xbox either. I just don't. Um, I think they're all going to they're, they're gonna hang out like in the middle or right outside. You'll probably see an Xbox conference right in the middle of the two. You'll probably see a Sony thing in the vicinity. Um, Nintendo will do whatever Nintendo does. You never know. I just, I want E3 to be good. Um, a game industry where E3 is cool, again, is a good industry. And um, I think we could use it. Uh, so let's talk about all of the games as a service games shutting down. Um, so this week we had the announcement of a bunch of games shutting down, uh, namely Apex Legends Mobile, Battlefield Mobile, it was only in beta, but it was being tested. Knockout City, the um, dodgeball game. Rumbleverse, which was the Battle Royale that was wrestling based. And Back for Blood. Back for Blood, I think, is a weird name on that list. It was like kind of a game as a service. That was the Left 4 Dead. What well, was essentially a Left 4 Dead clone. Um, and it had like DLCs that came out, but it, it is ending development. And so, you know, each of these obviously has their own story. Like Apex, Apex Legends, I just personally can't imagine it translates to mobile very well. Same with Battlefield. I just have a feeling, you know, the way that like Fortnite and some other games do really well on mobile, that those probably don't. Knockout City and Rumbleverse, um, I'm, I'm a big kind of funny fan. I consume almost all of their content. Um, I felt like I knew a lot more about those two games than basically anyone else um, because they pushed those games really hard. They were very supportive, which was super cool. But at the end of the day, they were both like really gimmicky and I don't know. I they were I didn't think they were very good. I played both of them and I thought Knockout City was abysmal and some people really really talk well about it i thought it felt terrible to play um and then rumbleverse like i understood the shtick but like i'm a shooter guy and i'm not into wrestling and like professional wrestling and stuff so it seemed like it was cute for people into that but you're really going to like a, a fairly small group of people that you're shooting for to make a game like that happen now knockout city has been out for like two years right a bit more um rumbleverse has been like six months um, and, and these, there's just so much saturation in this, in this field, because even the games who do well in, in that category, the games as a service, destiny being the big one, Warframe being up there. And then you have like the second tier of like the division and stuff like that. You know, those games, like, it seems like their biggest fans still hate them, 
because they never get content uh, fast enough. The balance is never right. They're mostly looter games. So people complain about balance and all that. They all try PVP and they all suck at it. It's like, so even, so you have these new games coming into this category where the established games are probably doing okay or well, but people hate them. Uh, Fortnite being the one that I, I would say is like S tier. And then you have Destiny as like A tier. And then you have everything else. Warframe is probably up there in A tier as well. Just no one ever talks about it. Um, I just, I, I think a big part of it, you know, I talked to a developer from Ubisoft today about it and um, kind of asked them like, you know, why do you think this is happening? And they, you know, they, they reference like financial issues, you know, people being a little bit tighter with their money and stuff like that, which is for sure. Um, it's just saturation. There's just too many because the thing with these games, like I'm really enjoying um, a lot of games right now. And when I think about jumping into an apex, jumping into a battlefield 2042, they're fun and they're good games, but I know to really get something out of them, I basically only can play them. Well, even right there, there's a problem. There's two games that both are vying for every bit of my playtime. But then you add in five, six other games, single player games or strategy games or whatever that I also want to play. And I have to start making decisions. And honestly, when that happens, if there was if I could only play one game, it would be a games as a service, obviously. But if I want to play six games, I, I may kick out the games as a service entirely because it's hard to just play one of those games for 30 minutes. Um, you just don't get much out of it. You may not even be able to finish a round of like Battlefield or something, right? So I, I just, I don't think it's that big of a mystery, especially these ones like the Knockout City, City and Rumbleverse were basically like gimmicks. Um, I... I hope these studios made a lot of money. I think they were both on Game Pass. I think they've both been on the Sony equivalent. So they've gotten big checks from the big players, right? And uh, I'm sure they sold some cosmetics and stuff like that. But I just, I really hope these studios say, okay, that was cool. Let's do something more sustainable. <laughs> Let's do something that we can make, put out, and then just move on instead of worrying about, oh, how are we going to support this for five years? Like, I, I really think people are getting a lot of fatigue of this whole idea of like just playing the same game for years and waiting months for new content and then blowing through that content in two weeks and just, if that, sometimes a couple days. So I just, um, I'm curious to see how things play out. The thing you need to realize is that when, when you start seeing obvious market issues, you won't see a change in the games for two or three years because games have been in development for two, three, four, five, six, seven years. And if they're supposed to come out in the next 12 months, well, if it's a BR or a games as a service, it's too late. It's too late to change now. We, we saw like, we saw Battlefield 2042 try to do that. It was pretty obviously supposed to be more based on the extraction mode it had, um, and it didn't work out well. Um, <laughs> didn't work out, it didn't work out well. Um, and they obviously tried to like 
change course at the end. It didn't go well. And now a year, year and a half later, that game is amazing. There's a new patch this week. I'll talk about it. So fun. So these games are shutting down because there's too many of them. They're many of them are very gimmicky where they're fun for a day or two and that's it. And there's just people aren't spending a lot of money. So even if your game is good, you may not make much money off of it. It's just the way it is. I'm really curious to see how things play out in the next four or five years. I think it's going to change. Speaking of uh, canceled games, the Titanfall Legends game has been canceled. This was a game in development at Respawn, a team about 50. Um, so the game has been shut down, which means that these people have been relieved of their duties. Uh, some of them, I believe, have been assigned to other um, departments and studios and positions, um, but some were let, let go or no, no longer working. Um, this was supposed to be a Titanfall Apex Legends single player game. Um, you would play as Blisk um, and you'd be getting help from other legends to get powers. Um, and you would uh, see BT again from Titanfall 2. Um, and the Titanfall, the Titans would be treated kind of like relics, um, like classic cars. They're um, very powerful still and, and well-renowned, but they aren't being made and they aren't common anymore. Um, so I have a hot take. First, obviously, you know, thoughts to all those people who lost their jobs. That sucks. It's been that time of the year. It's been that kind of couple months, um, you know, props to them for working hard, you know, big thoughts out to them that it came to nothing. That said, this game sounds stupid. I don't want to play as an Apex Legend in a Titanfall game. I want to play in a war between the IMC and the militia or whatever. I want to play as a pilot. I want to be a character from a free-to-play battle royale game. I want to be a pilot, and I want to learn more about this really cool world and the conflicts that are going on, and I want to learn about all of this stuff. Um, Titanfall 1 told its story through a bunch of multiplayer missions, but they did it pretty well, but it was still fairly minimal, the lore. Titanfall 2 expanded on that a lot. Um, even Apex Legends has expanded a lot of lore and some of it pertaining to the Titanfall games. But this is like such an interesting world and such an interesting um, story, uh, both that we've played directly and heard of, that it's such a shame that one, they were going to do this as a single player game. Like I, I've seen people that were like are really bummed that this sounded really cool. But I don't, I don't want to play as a legend. We have Apex Legends. And in that context, they're really cool. But you try to throw all of them into like the the actual world of Titanfall. It's just going to feel silly, in my opinion. Um, I, I would have really disliked this. Um, and so I'm glad it's not happening. I'm super bummed out for the people who were working on it. Um. They, they need to make Titanfall 3, and I've argued that this may be a move that puts that closer to reality than we were before. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. I think Respawn is working on, like, three different Star Wars games, one that we know about, two that we don't. Um, 
they're doing the uh they're, they're just doing a lot they're still working on apex legends and things like that um so i fear that they won't have time to do a titanfall game for a long time but i want a titanfall 3. put me in the the seat of a titan make me a pilot show me some epic war scenes going on show me you know teach me uh, uh, some something about the world i don't know you know bring me a new character to get attached to a new mech to get attached to whatever i don't care but don't i'm i'm glad this didn't happen i don't want an apex legend single player game i want a titanfall game um and at least for now we're not getting it so let me know if you disagree i'm curious let me know down in the comments or on twitter or something Oh, the Division 2. Let's talk about it quickly. Um, the Division 2, uh, well, I had two things happen, or two things I want to talk about. So Season 11 was supposed to come out this coming week. Um, they were going to do a stream, I think, on uh, February 7th, um, and that has been delayed. They put up a, one of the famous Twitter posts now where it's a letter to the f community uh, saying that there was issues with like localization. Um, so what that probably means is the, the system they use to translate audio and text to a bunch of different places around the world. Um, Ubisoft is really good with localization. They, they do a lot of variations. Um, something went wrong with that and they're going to delay. Um, and, and I believe it's indefinite. They didn't say how long. I mean, there's a few factors here. This season wasn't going to be interesting. It, it was going to be some new gear, some changes in another manhunt which are fine, but like we weren't getting a new mode. As far as we know, nothing big was happening. So it's whatever. The problem is, is with the division is they just, I think in an effort to be transparent and to interact, they, they just own themselves so often. Like they didn't need to give us a date for that. Like they were going to do this, this live stream on Tuesday. They could have just told us Monday they, they, they could. And, and if they had done that, when they found out on Friday, ah, oh, we can't do this. We would have never known any different. It's just like the last thing this franchise needs is more black eyes. And this is just another one. And it's such a bummer, man. Um, I'm not super excited for this content, but I was, ex I was willing to play it. I was going to jump in. Um, and now it just leaves another sour note in your mouth. And this was already delayed. This is, this is a, um, another delay. Um, I believe this was supposed to come out in December. So, um, obviously they, and then they, they took out the new mode that was supposed to come, you know, they've, they've done a lot of finagling. I know the devs are working hard. I know they're talented. I, I know that this was beyond their control, but it still just looks bad. And there were, there were decisions made before that could have made this not as painful, but here we are. We'll get it eventually. The other thing is in the division community, if you're familiar with destiny or even wow and stuff like that, when you complete raids or this really tough content, you get rewards that are specific to that content. Well, in the division two, there were two raids. One of them was God three, three and a half years ago. Now the second one came out sometime after that. 
and they have guns that you can only get in those raids. Well, with this new patch that's eventually coming, that just got delayed, they're supposed to have those exotics now, three years later, in the loot pool, in the dark zone. That's the PvP area where all bets are off. Anyone can kill you, basically. It's a shit show. Because the PvP in the Division 2 is just god-awful. And they there's a bunch of people flipping out and being like, well, I earned that exotic by playing the, the raid. The, the raids in the Division 2 are just whatever. For the people who wanted raids, it seems like they're fine. For the 97% of other players, no one cared. And in fact, I bet a really large percentage of people would have preferred incursions again. Those were missions in the first game that took, I think, four people but they were basically mini raids and they were so great. And then these raids come out, they do eight player raids in a game that a franchise that notoriously loses player base after new content very quickly. And then here comes the boo birds. We'll just go into discord and LFG. Well, I've tried that and I've had multiple results and I've seen this corroborated by other people. Um, it's people who are like, speed running and don't want new people who don't know everything perfectly or it's people who are willing to work with newbies but are super cringy about it who are super toxic about it i'm sure there's groups who run people through raids who are great but my experience and the experience i've seen from other people is that that's not the case so there's not a chance that the average person has seven friends still playing this game if they do somehow this the content it's just not that good like, it's not that interesting. It is interesting. Like, both of the raids I was really interested in for the day or two until they were completed. Then you see the mechanics, you get the gimmick, and you move on. Um, I will say I do have a slight bias because someone who worked on the raids um, was extremely toxic about me not loving the raids. Um, and then, like, blocked me on everything. And now gets retweeted by other devs all the time because he stands up against toxic communities, even though he's a to toxic MF or himself. But whatever. That's. I had to get that jab out there, but I'll leave it there. But I just. This weirdness with this these exotic guns going into the loot pool of the DZ, which most people don't play that either. <laughs> like, let's be clear. It's just so stupid. It's gatekeepy. It's kind of lame. I just the excuses I've seen. It's just like it's as if these weapons like signified their greatest victory in life when it was completing this shitty raid. Like, who cares? Good job. High five. Your your reward is your arm patch or whatever. Um, I just I don't get it. I, I think it's dumb. And I and I think that the problem with a game like The Division is that it loses player base really quickly every time they get a boost from new content and stuff. Um, and a big part of that is that a, some of the community, not all of it, but a loud part of the community is really toxic, is really gatekeepy. Um, it's just like kind of weird. Like there's people who like are obsessed with the divisions PVP. And I can understand like enjoying it just for some shits and giggles. But there's people who are like, it is their thing. And on one hand, I won't yuck your yum. On the other hand, if you're a dick about it, 
I will yuck your yum because your yum sucks is bad is badly balanced is badly designed has is bad to the core of the game and so it's just weird um so i'm glad they're bringing the exotics um to the dz i wish they were bringing them to the regular loot pool i wish you could be out there killing red bars and there would be a minuscule chance they could drop um so you know take that take and suck it Okay, uh, Mass Effect, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I am playing my first uh, Mass Effect modded PC playthrough. Um, it's interesting. So I'm, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but I basically picked up a bunch of like aesthetic and like quality of life mods. Um, my favorite one is there's a mod for Mass Effect 1 where you can make it where Saren, who's the bad guy, um, looks normal at the beginning of the game gets like slightly modified in the middle and then is completely modified into like Reaper tech into the bad guy by the end. Um, it is so cool. I've had a couple scenes with him. It is great. There's also a bunch of other great patches. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I still think I just kind of enjoy the simplicity of playing a game like Mass Effect on my console, um, but uh, getting the chance to see what these mods and stuff are all about has been great. Um, I did a couple of videos this week. Um, I did a Canon Choices video, so talking about um, not really giving some opinion, but mostly trying to find all of the big decisions that Bioware is going to have to address in the next game. Um, it was really fun. It was really cool. I obviously talked about the endings. I talked about the Genophage and the Geth and Corian War and stuff like that. Um, I did put up a poll that only that got like 50 people. It wasn't that many. But I basically said, would you be okay if the next Mass Effect um, has canon choices from the previous game? And a staggering 83% said yes, they were okay with that. That's interesting because you won't catch that on the subreddit and in YouTube videos and comments. Um, but I think if you hit up the, the casual audience, the 95%, the people that they're going to design the game for, um, I think you'll see that people will understand that you're going to end up with a better game. This next game, the smaller the starting point is so that they can re-expand it. We've talked about this a hundred times, but the trilogy ends pretty broad. And if you try to make a game and taking all of that in, you have to start broad and then try to get bigger. And, and that's going to be almost impossible. So if you narrow it down, at least a few choices, a few big ones, you can get pretty skinny and then expand again and probably end up with a better game. So I enjoyed that. My other one was I did a scripted video for the first time in a while of my perfect Mass Effect for this next game. Um, it got some good responses. Um, appreciate people who came in basically saying, oh, I agree with you completely. Like, obviously that feels great. But then people who kind of push back too. I think that's fine. As long as you're not like a jerk. One person did say they want to be a towel in the next game. So take that for what you will. So you can check those videos out on YouTube. Um, so please look for that. Just look for Bond Diesel on there. Um, for the scripted video, I'm conflicted. The scripted thing was fine. I'm just not a very natural reader, um, which comes from practice. It's also like just me. I'm not great at edit, you know? And so um, I think I may do like a mix of scripted and kind of just 
you know, having like an outline where I just kind of talk. Um, so I may like, if I'm introducing or talking about a specific subject, I may script like an intro, um, that makes to make sure I clearly explain things and, and stuff like that, and then give myself time to kind of just talk with like an outline. So I don't repeat myself because that was some feedback. I repeat myself. I do. I know I do. And I'm trying. So, yeah. so be on the lookout for that. Not just Mass Effect videos. I'll make videos about other games as well. Dragon Age. Um, so a couple things about Dragon Age. I actually don't even have it on here, um, but we have um, the Tom Henderson, who's a, a leaker. Um, I actually think he's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a jerk, um, but he does have good info sometimes. So I guess we tolerate him. Um, put out a video on his inside gaming uh, Twitter and website um, that's talking about how um, talking to some people who are involved in the game, uh, the combat is supposed to be um, much more fast paced. Uh, it's supposed to be very um, Final Fantasy 15 ish. I have no idea what that means. I haven't played that game. Um, also talked about how even though it's an alpha, it's playable from start to finish. It's missing voice lines. It's got like text still in there. Um, and some of the stuff that they said was missing, Tom interpreted as like, oh, this game's not coming for at least a year. And I wouldn't, I don't, it's, it's so interesting sometimes when really big names in, in video games, um, who hear all this stuff all the time, like seem to like not understand how things work. Like I've played games in alpha or beta just a couple months before release that still had like voice or like voice to or text to voice you know uh voices in it because they didn't have the the voiceover put in yet and like missing textures and like missing like big chunks of the game um so i, I don't know I, i'm not i'm still convinced dragon age comes this year 2023 um the stuff he talked about honestly made me kind of hopeful i may be more interested in it um there was a detail that the companions you can't control what they do specifically just the whatever skill is their main one or something um and that was one of the reasons in his article he said something like you know you know that that, that leads me to believe this game's far off that's how andromeda is and this game was the a game that started development right after andromeda so it's gonna have some of that um dna and it's very possible they're just going to try to simplify the game. So that system missing doesn't mean it's not done. It just may mean it's not going to happen. <laughs> so um, I'm surprised that he in, he interpreted it the, the way he did. Um, I believe a part of the article mentioned that like specifically people, you know, sources told him 2023 is unlikely, which is pr probably true. But I still think they're going to try to get it out. But we'll have to wait and see. On that note, I also was excited when I realized that the Dead Space remake is on Frostbite, the same as Dragon Age. And if you haven't played it yet or watched gameplay, it looks fantastic. It looks so good. It is so pretty. Uh, it, it, I found it hard to believe it was Frostbite. So if Motive was able to make Frostbite look like that, obviously in a very different context, um, it still gets me excited. Uh, for Dragon Age and some hope that it's going to look really good and that we will um, see that series get pushed forward a lot. 
a battlefield 2042 um had a big patch uh the biggest part of it uh is that they re-implemented the class system which i've been playing this week quite a bit it's a ton of fun it's so cool um it feels like old battlefield it also helps that they added a bunch of the old classic maps to the base game so like 2042 so with all the slightly near future tech and stuff uh it's so fun it, it, it's it's a blast so if you have 2042 already definitely pop in and check it out if you are gonna buy it try to get it on pretty significant discount like 10 or 15 bucks maybe 20. i i think you can get your money's worth if you like battlefield games um yeah it's a ton of fun and it bums me out that the greater hive mind of the game industry has wrote that game off as soon as it released um because it's a game that you know I, I there's rumors that they're they're starting development on a new battlefield and i keep seeing journalists being like well maybe that one will be good and i just every time i just want to reach through the screen or reach through my headphones and be like it is good like obviously you should have to verify yourself but battlefield 2042 is a good game and it's come a long way um it doesn't excuse the mistakes they made initially but it's frustrating to hear people who obviously haven't played the game in months if not over a year still talking about it like they understand it because they don't but that's fine it happens that's why i'm here to give you that real news Ubisoft Snowdrop engine. Uh, this is the engine that uh, the division runs on, and we've heard it's going to be on a bunch of other games. Uh, so the new Splinter Cell remake, I believe the next Assassin's Creed, and so on and so forth. But we found out this week that uh, the Crew Motorfest will also be on it. Now, my hot take on that is that the Crew Motorfest is useless and a pointless game for them to make because the Crew 2 was one of the worst feeling racing games I have ever played in my entire existence. But the bright side is that another studio using Frost or uh, Snowdrop as their engine is really setting Massive, Ubisoft Massive up as a huge player in Ubisoft now because they are the ones who develop Snowdrop. And so everyone in the company is going to be looking to that department as they all move to that engine to make their games. Um, and that's a big deal for Ubisoft and for Massive especially. Um, I... I really, really hope as a division fan, this reliance on them allows them the freedom to finally make a division game where they fully support it from start to finish. And they don't have to worry about Ubisoft, you know, picking at them and, and, and taking away the budget and, and doing all of their silly stuff. So I'm not excited about the crew motor fest. I am excited to see another game using Snowdrop. Uh, we've, we got some information about 343, uh, the studio who makes Halo this week. Um, it's It's been made clear that they are going to continue working on Halo Infinite. Um, it's very likely that future projects and even current projects will include help from other studios uh, like contractor studios or just support studios within Xbox. Um, they are very likely moving to Unreal Engine 5 like completely. Um, there's a a game in the works right now called Tatanka that people are saying at one point was a BR and may still be, but also maybe something bigger than that. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, and that there's currently no indication that there's more single player content coming for infinite, which is weird because they committed to 
supporting Infinite for 10 years. And I don't think we're going to get close to that. So, and that's a bummer because Infinite is a good game. They just, it just didn't work. They, they didn't do what they had to do and it just didn't work. And, and that's fine. That's understandable, but it, it is still a bummer. Another bummer, I guess, maybe, depending on who you are, is we found out that the Coalition, the developer of Gears of War, um, is has uh, canceled a small project they were working on to fully focus on the next Gears, which I believe would be Gears of War 6. Um, Gears of War 5 was very, very well received. Uh, people seem to really enjoy it, especially a DLC called Hive Busters that came out. is apparently like one of the best DLCs ever made, because I've heard people not like gears of war five who loved hive busters so you know take that for what you will um the coalition is really a, a premier studio for xbox they work extremely closely with epic and so you know the development of unreal engine 5 is probably in pretty large part helped by the coalition and so, uh, like, if you remember the Unreal 5 demo they did with the Matrix was made by the Coalition. So they they can they can do the thing, and they're pretty good at it. So I'm excited for that. I've never been a Gears person, but I'm just excited for them to be working on it because Gears is, like, an integral part of Xbox. And so for them to have another game, it's exciting. Okay, the 4090 Ti is huge. Uh, there were some uh, models or renders or something of the 4090 Ti came out, and it looks like it's going to be a four to a four and a half cart um, slot card. So if you don't know what that means, uh, that means that this card is probably going to be uh, like eight inches tall. Um, I have a decent sized mid case and NZXT, and I am very confident that card would not fit anywhere near my computer and i don't even know if it would fit lengthwise either um it's a big old chonker and i am really curious this led me to kind of spout out some people agreed or didn't um that like i think eventually video cards if they go the way they're going are going to be like a case you buy like a box that you plug into your pc because they just won't be able to fit them in there anymore. Um, and, th and that is a thing. There's already external um, uh, docks, basically, for graphics cards where you can do that. But it's not because you have to, it's because you want to. Um, or it's like an external GPU for a laptop that you can plug in and it gives your laptop like a legit CPU, uh, GPU. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about GPUs literally so big that get so hot that they have to put them in their own cases separate from your PC that you're going to have to just plug in. It, it's going to happen. I Unless something big happens in the industry that allows them to go small again, it's that's where it's headed. So we'll see. The day before, our favorite fake game put out its 10 minutes of gameplay finally, and it was abysmal. It was so bad. It was like three minutes of watching the character's butt, which was like very bodacious, but like just looked like it was off of the stock Unreal Engine 5 character. Then we watched them mod a weapon for like three or four minutes. And I saw some people being like, well, at least the weapon modification system looks good. 
it looked terrible it looked so basic it looked like a game from 10 years ago but and then they showed the character going into a city or a, a town area and shooting a bunch of zombies from like 100 yards away it's it's funny because i believe this was someone actually playing the game not live it was recorded for sure but like i believe this was as close to real gameplay that we've seen but predictably it was terrible it, it looked i've been, like the first trailers they showed if you looked close enough you could tell it was a shit show but it was it had all the right gl glossy things that most people kept their eyes on and it some people thought it looked really good well now we see the actual game or something close to it and it just looks terrible it looks so bad um it's just so odd it, it's so it's such a weird situation with all their delays and here's the funny thing is they said that they uh, it was going to be till like november now that the game comes because of this licensing issue with the name of the game well they showed the name of the game in this trailer so in theory that situation either never existed one or two evolved very quickly and now they're i i don't know it's so weird it's such a weird situation but here we are and we're dealing with it um the day before is going to be just another trash steam early access game where they talk a big talk and can't back it up with development um they they, they don't have enough money they don't have enough talent and it's just going to end up being this like fluff of a game that is more known for its failures than its successes and that's where i stand Jedi Survivor has been delayed, the respawn Star Wars game, um, from, I believe it was early March to late April. It's like six weeks, not that big of a deal. If you could wait until March, you can wait until April. Um, we're definitely hitting a point, I think, where we just kind of accept that games are going to get delayed. Now, if it's like a year delay, and then the game still comes out kind of underwhelming, Halo, then maybe you complain. But a game getting delayed a few weeks, water off of your back. It shouldn't matter at all. Not a big deal. Thumbs up. It's all good. Um, so I'm interested in that game. I sucked at the first one. I liked it. I was just bad at it. And so I'll check this one out for sure. We'll see if I play. And then the final story, um, I have stopped playing Tarkov. I haven't played Tarkov in like a week um, for many reasons. I just am not... It has weird vibes. Their community is super weird. Um, the game is a hot mess. And this was exemplified for about the last week or two weeks that there is a bug where someone can spawn in and just be invisible. Like a player character. So in theory, you could just run around and kill people and they would never even know you're there. And apparently it happens to NPCs as well. So you can have an NPC you know that that can shoot at you and kill you that's completely invisible and you can die to them and never know any better so the tarkov it's just such a like biostate games is just so inept and just completely unprepared and un you know not talented enough to handle this game especially in the stage it's in um i, I mean i like the game but there's just because of the game and outside factors that game just has so many weird vibes and um 
it'll keep going. I don't see Tarkov shutting down until the lead dev just gets bored of it, which may happen sooner than later. But um, I don't know. Check out Tarkov if you want. I wouldn't. <laughs> and that's what we have for the stories. Let's uh, get some listener questions. If you have your own questions, uh, be sure to ask in our Discord in the YouTube comments or just hit me up on Twitter at Von Diesel or at the EchoCast. Uh, my questions this week come from Master Prime, and they ask, what is the best pre-order bonus? I mean, it's got to be statues, right? Like, I don't really have one. I, I've rarely ever pre-ordered, like, the big bundles. I pretty much always just pre-order on the website. But um, if we're just talking about the best prize that you can get or the best feature, it's got to be figures, right? Um, up here, the N7 helmet for Mass Effect is pretty cool, and there was an addition of the game. That came with that um but statues for me at least are the are the coolest uh pre-order bonus um after seeing the last of us show are you excited for the mass effect show this is from master prime again i mean kind of the problem is the last of us show is on hbo and hbo kind of don't miss the problem with the Mass Effect show is I believe it's supposed to be on Amazon, which I think they have Jack Ryan, uh, Jack Reacher. Uh, they had a show with Hugh Laurie that I really liked. They have some good shows. I trust I trust Prime, Amazon Prime, more than I trust um, Netflix. So I'm willing to give it a go. It's exciting. It's going to be hard for any for any other show to to beat The Last of Us from what I've seen. Um, they're treating that IP with a lot of respect. That IP translates really well and they're doing a good job with it. And having Neil Druckmann involved is something you're probably not going to get for every game media. So it, it makes me I, I'm willing. I wish the Mass Effect thing was just going to be animated. I would take like a cyberpunk or a um oh the league of legends show um arcane i would take that i think that'd be perfect and it would probably treat the aliens with a lot more respect you could get the voice actors in there um that's what i would like to see but we'll have to wait and see what they actually do uh and then and then master prime asked if i would like the show to be canon to the story um sure um i would hope this the, I would hope the show would try to explore a part of Mass Effect that we haven't seen before um, with characters that we haven't dealt with. I'm not completely against them trying to cast Shepard or whatever, but a lot of people are against it. And so I kind of just would rather see them just try something, some kind of offshoot spinoff. Hell, make it from Andromeda. Hell no. Um, but I would like it to be canon. I would like it to matter, I guess. Uh, and so thank you for those questions, Master Prime. And that's where we are. We come to the end of the show. This was a longer one, like I expected. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, and I'm really happy to get feedback on the show if you're willing to provide it again in the Discord, on my Twitters, on my Twitters uh, or in the YouTube comments. Feel free to let me know. Um, you can find me all over the internet as Bond Diesel. Um, that includes Twitter, YouTube, and over on Twitch and Instagram. That's all I have. So until next time.